the the GM or I mean the DM would have so much responsibility because they would have to know a little bit for almost every edition to even make it work, and that's a lot to put yeah. on one DM to do at one time. So, yeah, it was, it was an interesting thought process. I, I I certainly enjoyed the thought process, but even I knew when I saw that, like, wow, yeah, this isn't, this isn't gonna last. And then I just realized it wasn't gonna happen. It's like, all right, <clears throat> I had a one year contract. My contract's up. I'm done. And then he left and uh, did Numenera. Well, I mean, he made you know made a better deal for himself there. So, oh yeah, he's, he's making more money than he ever made for Wizards of the Coast, I'm sure. Yeah, he doesn't have to deal with the Wizards of the Coast Borg, you know, assimilating everything, because that's what they do. So, what's going on uh, with uh, Sword and Wizardry Light? Uh, <clears throat> the second print should be out in time for Game Hall Con, which is coming up in November. I will be at Game Hall. Uh, running the booth and or probably and running some games. So oh, you're a booth, uh, a booth babe again, huh? Oh, <clears throat> wouldn't you like to? Isn't Ten Car the booth babe that you want? Uh, no, uh, <clears throat> I'm not the booth babe. That I want, that's for sure. Well, I, I like this new headset. I can just flip it up, mute it, cough, and, and you don't have to hear me like. <clears throat> only if you do your but, your five dollar commercials again. Oh, dude, that was... How much? Five dollars? Could you have gotten yeah, any more New York in those? <laughs> oh, no, no. It was... It was, it was uh... <laughs> that was myself, James Spahn, and Glenn Halstrom. Yeah. That, yeah, and that was all... By the way, that was all improv. There was no script. What we did is we went to a room. We, we, you know, James had this idea. I said, okay, we can go along with that. And he... He pitched it. I go, listen, let's just go. And we kicked it off. Uh, we we did it once. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. All right, now we got to record it. So uh, we, we we did an improv one time through, and then uh, we improved, I guess, the second time, building off the first improv. Yeah. All those commercials were improv, all three of them. That was that was the... That was a big get. That was that was fun. That was the key to your success. All improv. All in, all improv all the time. Yeah, that's what Glenn does best is improv on the fly. So I would I would imagine it must have been hilarious to the uh, first take that didn't get recorded. <laughs> it was and it, the whole that, and keeping like, your face straight while doing. We had Rach in a room and she was just giggling. Yeah, she was just like, "Oh my god!" Um, yeah, that, that, that was well done. I, I love Rach. She's so funny. <laughs> she always makes me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's uh, got a good heart. Why? How the hell she uh, you know got together with me and said yes? Oh god, man, I'm I know. fucking I'm fucking blessed, dude. I know. Man. And she goes to conventions. You 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 go to game hall. You'll you'll find her behind that table. She'll actually talk to you about the rules now. Sweet. And, and actually, know more about them than a lot of the people who claim to be uh, I don't know pundits or whatever you want to call themselves uh, about the OSR. She's she'll come out and she'll tell you about you know. Well, she's played it now without me. She's played in a couple of all women's games at North Texas and uh, has her own copy of the rules now, the uh, complete rules for Swords and Wizardry. So she's all in. Sweet. All in. Yeah. So what do you see? What do you think about the community right now? Do you think it needs anything? Do you think it needs nothing? It's perfect? Well, it's obviously not uh, perfect, but. Uh, you know, communities are always evolving, they're always changing. And you always have, if, if I, I, I don't know how far you go back, but do you remember Targa? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. I for totally forgot yes. about that. Yes. For those that don't know, uh, Targa was an early attempt to uh, uh, RPGA. Uh, break the wild. It was the attempt to break the wild horse known as the OSR and make it into a horse you could ride and everybody could be happy with it. It was an attempt to control this, this burgeoning community at that time. And it went down burning in fucking flames because people don't like to be controlled. They don't like to be told what to do. The OSR especially. The OSR isn't just a group of grumpy old men, but it's a lot of independent thinkers. That's why you have this whole do-it-yourself section on, on Google Plus about the OSR. So to tell people what to do in the OSR, you're going to get a lot of this. That's going to be a response a lot of times. For those that, you know, not watching, Eric is flipping the camera off. So. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I forget that I got a video in front. It doesn't mean you can see the video. Yeah, I'm flipping the camera off because, generally speaking, and I know this as a cop, you tell somebody what to do, their response is off and fuck you. Well, no, or something similar. That's a New Yorker <laughs> response. <laughs> well, all right. But if you ask somebody or, you know, you, a lot of times you want to make people think that, oh, well, if you comply, I want you to comply. It should be your own idea to comply. A good cop is, is, is often good at getting that, quote, voluntary compliance. But when you when you tell people what to do, what to think, what to play, um, and, and, and and it might be annoying in a short run like today, uh, last night, whatever, when I was on Tavern tavern Chat, the weekly chat, and oh, yeah, this yeah. initially came up. Um <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it got a little, uh, you know, burn in my ass and, 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 and got me wound up. But in the long run, these voices always, these controlling voices always fall to the side because communities, the OSR does not want leadership. The OSR looks for tent poles and flags. So the OSR is not, it's not like your milk, it's not homogenized, it's not pasteurized, okay? Uh, but the OSR, it covers a large amount of community, and all that community doesn't necessarily like each other, but they're all producing, you know, they're all uh, consuming, uh, you know, the materials. So I think that this is just another part of the process that, that our communities need to go through, and and it too shall pass. Pretty, well, you know, pretty much like a stomach virus. It's miserable when you're going through it, but at the end, you're you're cleansed. Well, wasn't Not Targa wasn't Targa's original goal to be like an, an RPGA again? I thought that's what it was, if I recall. It it was, but it it ventured off those wonderful paths and decided to uh, uh, exert or try to exert control over the OSR community, and that's why it it went down in flames. And that if if you look at the OSR and you've looked for anybody who has tried to take that position of I am the leader. I'll never tell you I am a leader in the OSR, the leader of the OSR. I'm an influencer, certainly, but I don't ever want to be the one uh, wearing the hat. I don't want to be the major domo uh, because nothing good will come of that. And besides which, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong a good portion of the time with whatever shit I spew. So who the hell is going to listen to me all the time? Nobody. Well, you, should. you definitely are the go-to news person for the OSR. I can say that. Admittedly. You know, and, and I've heard complaints from uh, some members of my community that I've moved a lot of the news stuff to the podcast. But to be honest with you, 
right now in my stage of of, of life, uh, listening to me rant on something is a lot easier than watching me type out a rant. And uh, I well, there's new releases and all that other stuff, and a lot of the, some of the gaming conversations do happen on the blog side. A lot of those gaming conversations have moved to my Discord channel. We've got over over a thousand people on it now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kicking, and that's you know. I think that Discord, in a way, is going to be where a lot of these Facebook communities and Google Plus communities are going to move on to, uh, simply because the immediacy of the conversation is there and isn't so much there on other social media. Discord is a great, a great tool. Well, yeah, when I heard about people using it like three or four, I think like three years ago, I immediately jumped on it. I didn't really use it much. But I knew it was a lot better than Skype, so we started recording our shows in it as opposed to using Skype and Hangouts because I couldn't stand Hangouts. And then we moved yeah. to doing these live shows here on Discord as opposed to using Hangouts because I, I, honestly I can't stand when doing Hangouts or like you watch a YouTube show when the camera keeps switching back and forth between faces and names and stuff like that. Right. That always drove me up the wall. I'm like, there's got to be a way to make sure it doesn't do that. And Skype had the ability to do that. But when mm-hmm. when Microsoft bought Skype, they like they, I, did they like shit on the thing and decide it doesn't want to work anymore? It's like what the hell? I, I'm assuming that when they bought it, they they didn't buy it so much for uh, the program, but they bought it for the the mailing list in a lot of ways. You know, and that's a lot a lot of these acquisitions that happen. They're not buying for the content or for the, the, the product when, they, when it gets acquired. They're buying for that customer base. They just want to absorb the customer base into their own. Yeah, That's why, like, uh, Discord is great. It's an independent company. They, they offer this for free. Uh, you can get little bonuses if you subscribe for, what, $5 a month or something like that, Nitro. Uh, it's been awesome. It really – and like I said, a lot of the community discussion has moved to there and I, I couldn't be happier. The only thing that concerned me about Discord when it first came out was the fact that the founder, and I guess this, he might be the CEO also, was known for starting up large projects like this and just dropping them halfway through. Oh, nice. I didn't know that one. Yeah. If you do a lot of research on the uh, person responsible. Incoming cat. <laughs> Come on. There Come you on. go, kitty. Here, here, here. I'm going to move your food. Oh, your food's by the window. Oh my God! You gotta go by the window to get your food. Bye, kitty. <laughs> and yeah, the person who's responsible has a habit of bailing on projects. He's bailed on two other ones that, and they tanked. So I was worried about Discord doing the same thing, but it hasn't. So so far we're good. And there's the cat again. Yeah. There we go. It's funny on the delay for YouTube as the cat was walking by live. The cat was walking by on the delay. So. <laughs> So it was one end head coming in the other one, and then the other end the cat. So the cat head pretty much touches. It merges. Them. Yeah, it merges into one big giant cat at that point. There we go. Yeah. Uh, at least at least we don't have the dog freaking out. So that, that that's it's like oh Glenn, I hear Glenn. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're always barking Glenn's around. Yeah, she still does that Wednesday nights too. She's like, oh my god, I hear Glenn's voice. How she hears it from my headset, I have no clue. Yeah, dogs have good hearing, dude. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, the OSR. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. <clears throat> yes, we were talking about the OSR. And like I said, it, 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 this too shall pass. I, I, you know, and 
Some people are like, oh, well, you know, 5e is getting popular. It's going to mean the end of the OSR. No, it's not. We're, we're going to assimilate people from 5e. We're going to lose a handful of people to 5e. It doesn't make a difference. Gaming is not exclusive. That's the other thing that these, uh, you know, the, the, the gaming fascists forget. Gaming is not exclusive. I can play more than one rule set. I can play more than one rules, more than one genre. It's not a, it, it's it's not like uh, I am married to swords and wizardry. Uh, not, I, I, I'm not committing an affair if I pull up my Call of Cthulhu rules and and run something with that. And uh, well, speaking along, along those lines, uh, a little bit more of a, a touchy subject of inclusion and everything at the table. I mean, I honestly, when I go to a public place. Anybody is welcome at the table when I'm playing, and I, I, I've never seen such things happen, <laughs> cat. Yeah. That people keep talking about. Granted, it, maybe I don't play as many games as a lot of people, but I mean, and maybe because of where I am here in Texas, we don't have problems. I mean, most people. I mean, I went to the comic book store playing Five E, <sighs> and anybody was welcome to sit down at the table. <laughs> She's really active now, isn't she? Yeah, at least she's lying on top of the camera. Oh, okay, yeah. And anybody sat at the table. I didn't care. I mean, I don't understand what some people say that people have such a big deal about it. Where are these people? Well, well I'm, get, I'm getting the idea that well, when they complain about, oh, well, uh, these gaming groups need to be more inclusive, they're talking about the private groups that take place in somebody's home. And that's where you're gaming with a circle of friends, your circle of friends tend to reflect you. Yeah. You know, that, you know, for, for the most part, I don't hang out with women other than my wife. You can call me a prude or you can call me a, a good husband, but I don't hang out with women that aren't my wife. Now, in a group situation, that would be fine, but when I'm gaming online with my regular group, yeah, it's uh, it's a bunch of guys, and we are probably as it's not even politically uh, incorrect with what we're incorrect with what everything that we say and do. We are a bunch of high schoolers just bullshitting and gaming, and my wife laughs hysterically just hearing my half of the conversation uh, some nights. And she's been invited into the group, and she's like, you know what, that is. That has its own kind of mystique. She goes, you guys need to keep that amongst yourselves. I, I cons. I've, I run games of cons this, this past weekend. I, I had a full table. I had a, a 13-year-old. I had two women, uh, eight people total. Yeah. Nobody's getting turned away. Now, are there as many women in tabletop RPG gaming as men? No. No, not at all. Are there, is the OSR more skewed toward men than women? I would say yes, because the OSR is mostly, majority, old school gamers. It's old school gaming. And old school gaming was mostly guys. I'm happy to see women now entering entering uh, the hobby. You know, I'm glad to see Rates now is, is Taking her dice and and you know playing at tables that I'm not at. I'm I'm thrilled by that. I love to see that, but I'm not going to say listen. Uh, the half the slots at my table are reserved for women because I'm gonna 
have no, two slots empty. You know, no, we're we're not going to do that. And there is some various people that do certain things like that, and uh, we all know who those people are. And I'm not going to turn anyone away because you know this or that or whatever reason. And I think that's really just retarded. It's just stupid. I don't I don't understand why people would do that. You should be open table. Whoever's there, come play. If someone is a little nervous about playing, obviously go out of your way to make them feel more comfortable. Right. Sometimes it's not easy to figure that out or do it, but you know you should try to go out of your way to do that. Right, and you know, and that, that dovetails into the whole uh, uh, X card conversation, and where I can sometimes see how that would apply to convention gaming, because you're gaming often with strangers. When if I'm I... gaming with my normal gaming group, uh, if I bring up a topic that isn't comfortable with you, just you know, say, "Oh, dude, uh, this shit does not make me," and, and we'll stop. Uh, you know, you don't need to to play a card with your home group. I can understand it. I'm not crazy about it. I've never uh, sat down at a table and said, everybody, pick a card. And if you feel uncomfortable, put your card up. Yeah. I, I think that we're adults enough. I hope we're adults enough for the vast majority to say, listen, this is getting a little crazy for me. Personally, do you mind if I step away from the table? Or can we change it? Or fine. But, you know... I, I, again, that's uh, the the older gaming talking. I'm I'm oh, yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm not from the generation where everybody got a prize. Yeah, neither am I. Uh, when that first came out a couple of years ago, we did a whole thing on uh, the Pocket Mimic podcast. Myself and Sal and our co-host at the time, and Sal had a field day with that, and <laughs> I'm sure. And I, me and him, we, him and I, excuse me, went back and forth with that laughing while our co-host got really annoyed at us saying how insensitive we were about it. Because it's just plain stupid to have that in your house. I could definitely see at a convention maybe doing that, but... Yeah. Maybe. Especially if you're going to be, if you're pulling out a game that's going to have, I don't know, like, uh, uh, I don't know why you would do this at a convention, but you've got kids being molested or raped or whatever it's a touchy really touchy adult if you're pulling out like a james raggy adventure from lamentations of the flame princess you know you got and you know things entrails everywhere i can see people uh but i wouldn't bring that up feelings. in a convention environment that's just not something you do in public that's how i was raised you don't do risque things like that in public that's for like you know home play the basement with right. your buddies you know things like that close friends and even then i i wouldn't be going with those but wow yeah I, you know what i mean but uh, i know i do but you know but that to me is where that would be useful effective but again why would you run like something like that for strangers i i don't, I don't know i mean if you're playing something like vampire the masquerade or something like that or you know or werewolf you might see some some odd things like that come up but when you play those games you expect things like that to happen so it's not like it's right. a big it's, major surprise it's part of the narrative that you expect i agree and i could tell you about an experience that here in my uh one um in my group here at my house, we moved the group from the comic book store to my house eventually after I got comfortable with the people. Well, majority of the group I've known for years. It was maybe like right. one or two people that I really didn't know that well that I kind of knew. And we were playing the game, and I was running. It was 5e. And we came to a situation where 
one of the characters was being attracted by attack attract yeah attract they're being attracted the cat's being attracted come on cat well uh was being attacked by um carl is in our chat saying was told by someone who used it that they didn't even it didn't work because the person was too shy to speak up and explain why was too shy to use the card was too shy to speak up was too shy to even use the card also didn't work in that situation at all either ah interesting carl thank you well i think if you were if you know and that's part of the issue too if you're not shy you should have no problem speaking up and saying hey yo listen this topic is you know verboten for me i can't handle this and if you are shy that card's not going to help you yeah that's that's an issue but anyway back to the thing uh so it was like I uh, was a treant and or like was a uh, no um uh, one of those tr- I can't think of the friggin' monster now shambling mound maybe or something like that and I you know I described it as the tentacles come out and it was trying to grab you and then one of the guys was just like oh yeah it's like that scene in Evil Dead you know the tree is gonna get you and one of the people in the group started freaking out and was like you know I don't appreciate that and you know wanted to leave and everything and, and I'm just like. I quickly changed the topic. I'm like, oh, yeah, Evil Dead, funny, right, good. Anyway, so the tree, just so the person wouldn't feel too horrible in the situation. But right. after after the game, we all spoke, and she's like, well, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I mean, I didn't continue it once I saw that you were visibly upset. But she got upset to the point that she wanted him, like, thrown out of the group. And I'm like, that's outrageous. He apologized. Chill out. Right. Well, and not only that, it, it, people forget that the, you need to have intent. If you're in, if you had the intent to, to like, you knew this person had some kind of background, and you did this to to, to fuck with them, yeah, that's you, shitty. Your ass yeah. is, that's your shitty. Out. That's definitely shitty but, to do that, dude. Yeah, but if we don't know your history and something comes up in our conversation, referring to a movie, uh, you know, you you, you can't. What? Uh, I had no idea that she was a victim of of whatever. Yeah, you can't. But once you know. Now, if you brought it up a second time, you did something, you know, like that. Then, then you're a dick. Yeah, and nothing ever, nothing ever like that came up again. But apparently, those two players going forward had a major uh, arguments, and you can definitely tell there was some uh, hostility towards one from one side of the party to the other. I won't say either way, but it came to the point when when they were playing one of the characters had to be playing evil character because their alignment got changed and it caused a little strife in the group the other player basically got pissy folded their arms up and packed their stuff up and said i, well, I don't like this i'm going home <laughs> so all because no, the, the other person was playing their alignment that they were told to play Right, and that that's a maturity level issue there too. Oh yeah, well you can't kill, you, you can't control the maturity level of others. No, you can't. But things like that happen, and that person is no longer in my group. <laughs> the person, they, they they selectively select themselves out, and that sometimes works. They uh selectively selected themselves out by mouthing off, and my wife hearing it and saying, "Get the fuck out." So. <laughs> Whoa! When she gets to that point, then that... and you know my wife, so. Oh yeah. She uh, she it's overheard it, and she, and she was just like, why is that person acting like that? She asked me when I came down. I was just like, well, this, this, isn't it. And she's like, well, I don't like that person acting like that to that person. That was rude. I don't play the game, but I can totally hear the disdain and tone, and that shouldn't be allowed. And I'm yeah. like, well, okay. And she just went upstairs and said, you need to leave. <laughs> and told her to leave, so. 
Well, and, you know what? Not, not for nothing. That's like the OSR uh, on, on a larger level. I do think, I do believe that uh, certain elements will selectively select themselves out yeah. in the end. Yeah, so, you know, they can take their ball and uh, go play somewhere else. So what's the... Uh... What's the shining Kickstarter that we need to uh, Kickstarter we need to look out there for? What do you recommend right now? Oh uh, God, recommends. Marsh, you, you know, see dozens of things all the time, dude. Yeah, there are, and I and I and I covered a few over the weekend. Uh, Jim Pinto has one uh, out right now, uh, Blood Wraith. Uh, I would. It's it, it's both. Uh, it's it's an old school setting. And he also has uh, a rule set based upon, uh, what's it, Coin and Blood, the OSR rule set. Uh, I would say if you're going to back it, and I think it looks pretty cool, it looks like a little bit of a dark setting, back it for the uh, setting. I think it's like, what, $7 in PDF? Um, trying to think what else. Uh, you know, Frog Guy Games has Bunnies and Burrows from uh, Dr. Dennis Astaire. And I talked with Dennis about that game. Uh, oh God, North Texas 2017. We spoke for hours about bunnies and burrows. Oh my God. Yeah. I yeah I I, I could have uh, I I had called the conversation when we got to about I think 4:30 in the morning, <laughs> uh, New York time, 3:30 Texas time. I was like Dennis, I I need sleep. I got a I got a game in the morning. I need to go. Oh, but because uh, you're old. And, yeah, and uh, we play tested that game with my usual Saturday night group uh, using the uh, Bunnings and Burrows light rules. And as like here, something that probably wouldn't fly uh, in a in a pickup group at a convention, but they uh, got stalked by a cat. Uh, and remember, they're rabbits. You know, the Bunnings and Bunnings and Burrows is a survival game. It's not about you know kicking ass, killing shit, and and taking their stuff, but the D and D players, so even though they were playing bunnies, uh, they were trying to kick ass and 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 kill shit and take their stuff. So they killed the cat, a house cat. They actually it should have killed them. They killed the cat, and then right out of the blue, one of my players goes, "All right, now we fuck it," and I went, "Whoa, what? We're rabbits. What do rabbits do? Fuck everything, yeah. Fuck everything," and uh, it was a hilarious moment. I don't know if I if I forwarded that moment itself on to uh, Dennis. He probably wouldn't have appreciated it as much as we did. But uh, you know, that's the that's what you get when you play with your home group. When you play with a bunch of friends. Yeah. Well. That you, you you can if we had that at a convention and somebody said we fuck it, you'd have everybody looking here. Is, is it appropriate for me to laugh at that and smile, or should I just? Uh... And then that person would be the, the uh, black sheep of the convention, and the rest of their life yes. would be ruined. So. Yeah. This this guy said he was fucking a dead cat. No, no, my bunny was fucking a dead. Well, it's all the same. It's all the but, same uh, thing. Yeah, but uh, uh, those are two, uh, you know, good old school kickstarters that are going out there right now. So, did you avoid anyone at the convention this year? No, I'm kidding. Uh, Troll Lord has I, a <laughs> has a, a new white box set to kind of on Kickstarter coming out too. So don't forget. Oh, that. okay, that that's cool. I had the original box set. Yeah, that little white box set they had. Yeah, that was which was cool. which was a cool little uh, version. And as for avoiding people, I, I no, you know, I was I, kidding. You don't have to answer. No, that. no, no. But here's the thing: I don't have to because I'll be honest with you. I go to North Texas, even North Texas with what four four hundred fifty people, is <laughs> overwhelming in the number of people that I 
get to meet and greet and shake hands with. So if I didn't see somebody, it was because I was too busy meeting and greeting other people. I've got nobody to avoid. I mean, I'm sure there are people that avoid me. There's no skin off my teeth. You can avoid me all you want. Game hole is going to be a couple of thousand people. I'm sure there'll be a number of people that are going to make a point of not seeing me. I won't even know because I'll be seeing so many other people. Well, yeah, if they're making a point of not seeing you, that means you really don't care if they see you, and you'll never That's know. That's right. Whatever. Unless they like, you know what? well, Eric avoided me. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't Eric avoided me. It was I saw Tenkar numerous times, and I know he saw me, but he never approached me. Because he didn't want to. It makes no sense to me because if you saw me that many times, you could say hello yourself, and then this would never have been an issue. But apparently, I was supposed to uh, kiss the ring or genuflect or something like that. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Something or other. Whatever. Yes. Uh, that, that, that was the biggest drama I ever had regarding North Texas. Yeah, I went, when I went this year, it was uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, I saw a bunch of people that I haven't seen in a long time. I finally got to meet uh, Jimmy Spawn, so it was nice seeing him. Oh, yeah. And uh, even though it was brief, I basically I was kind of jetting out as he was waking up and coming to the convention. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to spend more time talking to him because I love the guy, but uh, he was uh, just waking up and everything. And he said he was kind of groggy, still wanted to get his smoke in and everything, so... You know, let him do his thing, and then I basically had to leave at that point. So, but it was good to see all the people that I haven't seen in a while that were receptive and 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 pleasant. Like, a couple people didn't recognize me at all. They're like, "Oh, you're Vince? I f- totally forgot. You look so much different than the last." I'm like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> Dude, you do, man. You're looking good. Stop trying to hit on me, Eric. It's not proper. Well, you know, don't tell your wife I said that, all right? Okay, I, okay. It, and I mean it in a platonic manner. Yes, I just know. So you know. Bro, totally love. platonic. Bro, love. Bro, love. Yeah. Bro, love. But uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's another phrase you use, but I won't say it here. <laughs> hey, hey. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, so it was really cool. I saw a couple people that, politically speaking, would would have normally shunned me, but actually extended the olive branch and gave me a, a handshake or a hug or something like that and said, we can always put our differences aside. And I, I respect those people even more that do that, so... It was nice for those people. I won't name anybody by names because that's not fair. So, no, because I'd be like, "Oh, why you? Why did you do that to me?" That's the reason why. Uh, whether it is the Facebook group or the Discord channel or my blog or the podcast, they're neutral grounds. I don't. I don't take sides in politics on it. I don't take sides. Uh, we we take you know politics out of gaming. It's not allowed in the conversations. And for the most part, that's been good. There's a few people who uh, have had temper tantrums because they weren't allowed to bring politics into the conversation in these locations. And I was like, there are probably dozens, if not hundreds, of locations, uh, groups and stuff that you can talk about gaming and talk about other issues that you want to talk about. But the, the tavern and its different incarnations is not it. One person actually... Uh, Remove themselves from the Facebook community, and then I had to remove them from the Discord community. So there you go. I don't like mm-hmm. removing people. It's not. It's not fun. No, um, it isn't definitely at all. Anyway, so on the horizon, uh, I don't know when we'll be back for another episode. When we uh, probably 
whenever we have some time, but <laughs> yeah, I'm up for it too. We had to get Glenn involved. This was kind of an impromptu. Hey, what are you doing? Let's do it. You know, and I, I Glenn wasn't around, so we'll have to get him involved yeah, next time. Glenn will be fun. Glenn He's like my co-host on the uh, Tavern Chance on Wednesdays. Well, Glenn is definitely a host in life, so you know. Oh, uh, um, some people have asked. So, yeah, Mazes and Pearls will be uh, getting a second edition eventually. It's in the process of being finished up right now. Uh, there might be a Kickstarter coming out real soon, which uh, I'll have to, you know, pray that it passes the Tankar test. So, I, 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 I you last uh, project went well, and I think you'll be fine. Come on, the Tankar test. It is not like a litmus test, and it's not like a pregnancy test. You know, it's like the rabbit died. Your Kickstarter is going to fail. No, it's, it's like it, it's like it's like the Bechdel test of gaming for Eric. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, yeah, but th that'll be happening. So I know some people were like, "Well, what's going on?" It's just it got backed up a little bit because of Gen Con, and then uh, the company I'm working with uh, they wanted to back it up just a little bit to get some more details done with it. So that's that. There you go. So with that said, I think we're gonna get out of here and say uh, good night to everybody, and hope everybody has a great evening. Thank you, folks. Blues. I'm Vince, and I'm sitting with Eric. Eric, what's going on, man? Hey, folks. How are you, Vince? So it's been a while since we've done old school blues. You know, like two Good. months, three months. <laughs> months. It's been a while since I've done any podcast except for my little solo podcast. So, yeah. Speaking of which, yes, you released uh, what was that episode one thirty one. 134. Yeah, I was going to say 34, 35 today. That was a nice little uh, bomb. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's going to be my... It, well, it has been my fastest uh, episode to get to 100 downloads. I got that by, I don't know, 3 o'clock, 3.30. So, uh, you know. Yeah, well, you know what happens. So you were pretty much talking about the thought police and how they're controlling your well, minds. It, well... Now, the, the, listen, the thought police or the thought dictators are are the ones that want to tell you what not just what's appropriate thoughts, but where you can get your information from. You're probably like, like God forbid, you, you read, you, you follow Eric Tenkar on Facebook, quote, friends, and let's be honest, Facebook friends aren't real friendships. You no, know, no, not at all. 90, 99.9 .9, like 
over 2,000 people are, have friended me, and 99.9% uh, .9 or more will probably never sit down with me for a drink in a pub. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but they're following somebody that uh, produces content or posts or whatever you whatever they 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 have something that you want to follow want to listen to read whatever and the thought police are the ones that tell you you can't you 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 can't follow uh i don't know billy smith because someone who has an issue with him and if you're friends with them you can't be friends with me uh, I, well, I should ask right now how censored are we should i should, uh, are we are we pg-13 or uh, oh, can I go? I have an explicit tag on this show, so you can. Oh, okay. Fuck. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they don't have to fucking tell you what is proper. Well, your proper friends list. You know, you and that to me. Once you get to that point, once you start telling people, uh, you know, and, and they listen to you, but who they can and cannot follow on social media, you're you're about a half step away from you know burning RPG books. Sorry. Uh, no, Labyrinth Lord and Sword and Wizard are on that restricted list. You got to burn your books. You can't play those games anymore because I'm telling you, those aren't good games. And those it, aren't proper games. And that's that's where that's where did, I see it heading. When did Labyrinth Lord get on the list of not an acceptable game? Uh, I'm using it as an example, like a oh, okay. Smith as an example. Yeah, I, uh, listen, I, I yeah, and I, I probably should have pulled out something that uh, uh, hit the media in the past. What uh, media? The 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 uh the intrawebs axe axe is a book that you got to burn i forgot and um, that's 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 the book i'm sorry okay i apologize yeah so i was like oh, labyrinth lord is now on the uh, no you know the the ban list but, i'm like what well, well actually you know if you go by six degrees of separation uh axe builds off labyrinth lord so therefore labyrinth lord is evil no. Uh, I okay, maybe not, but I, you know, that is just um, I want to say really dumb thinking, not on your part. On the... <clears throat> no, no, I, I can put you know people uh, in, in the in the environment at large. We hear uh, you know labels get thrown around uh, haphazardly from both sides uh, about fascists and Nazis and all that stuff. Fascism is all about control. Fascism is all about controlling the way you think, the way you are with your family. It's controlling all aspects of your life. If you start telling me who I can and cannot follow on social media, and that if I, if you, if you don't make these changes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna unfriend you. You're a fascist. That's what I could, Simple as that. You're, you're, you're a fascist. I think I have a better definition of, of it than. Than the uh, political pundits on either side that throw those words around. Uh, if you want to control somebody's life or somebody's w way of interacting with the world, you're you're a fascist. Unfortunately, that's what we have to deal with in the uh, gaming community from all ends, from the OSR now even to I mean the the, the mainstream community's always had it. Now it's down to the OSR sort of getting it now as a lot of the mainstream people are slipping into the OSR because they find it's a lot more freeing, a lot more fun to play. Right. And um, I personally have taken a step back from the mainstream community because of uh, how I was treated on Twitter uh, a while back. So, I mean, I don't want to go over that. And Twitter is my own fault. That's a train wreck in itself. But 
Twitter is a shit show. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's the reason why uh, Gareth Shark is always on it and not actually producing something like Far West after seven fucking years. It's because he's, you know, putting out his twenty, was it two hundred character tweets? Or is it two forty now? They 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 changed it. If he could, if he could write in tweets, if he could write RPG material in tweets, he would have been done six years ago. Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Goucher is saying hello to us. He's in Hola. our <laughs> Greetings. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I basically, at the time, uh, wanted the D&D mainstream creators of 5e to keep politics out of gaming when they were trying to introduce it in a bunch of tweets. And I said, you know, can you guys not do that? Let's just try to keep gaming a fun, neutral place and absolutely got shit on and suspended off of Twitter for that comment. Well, uh, <clears throat> when it comes to Twitter and Facebook, Google Plus, I don't think anybody monitors Google Plus. I think Google <laughs> Plus has just been cut off by Google and whatever happens on Google Plus, like it's, it's, it's like uh, Vegas. Whatever happens on Google Plus stays on Google Plus. Uh, yeah. Nobody's getting banned. I haven't heard of anybody getting banned from Google Plus. You could you could probably put like you know, you know pictures of your own uh, bare ass up on that, and it'll be up there for ages. But uh, that's wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful image, right? But uh, as as for Twitter, I, it, it, listen, Twitter only gets like when my post goes up, it automatically shares out to Twitter. Uh, I don't know. I set that I don't know seven years ago to do that, and I think in all the years maybe I've sent two or three individual tweets out that weren't directly mirroring one of my posts. Because, to be honest, the discussion that happens on Twitter is... Uh, on Facebook, even when Facebook becomes a dump dumpster fire, it can still be a conversation. Twitter isn't conversations. Twitter is people shouting at each other in a handful of words because of the limited uh, ability to, to write, and the conversations aren't really there it's for somebody to left right black white up down whatever your affiliation is it's for you to go out there and say my thoughts are better than everybody else's here and then run away and that's i i don't like twitter yeah it's an easy way to connect with people i was doing it and i was sharing the material i was doing and hoping for the best and uh my well, worst yeah i found the worst and and what i when i yeah it even it even drove away uh, the co-host on one of my co-hosts on the show too. So he didn't even want to deal with the community anymore. He was tired of being shit on every time he thought outside the box. Because we're as OSR players, we think outside the box all the time. Yep. And with a lot of mainstream players, they are if it's not in the book, it's not possible. Well, granted, there are a lot of them who love to create things that are not in the book, but a majority of them are. Well, the book doesn't say I could do that. It's because they're those uh, video game, you know, MMO type players that have to do the best at everything and have to win at D and D and you get know. the best score. You know, and but listen, I mean, a lot. You got you're right. A lot of the five E players come from that side. And uh, my, my personal experience, and I've never run five E. I've never played five E. <laughs> but uh, last year at, at GaryCon. Uh, three o'clock on Saturday. I'm told that I have a three o'clock five E game to run mm-hmm. because we didn't have a DM to run it. Uh-oh. And that uh, was Frog Guy Games telling me that. And I looked at them. I looked at Zach, and I went, "You're out of your fucking mind." And I I went with a stack of Swords and Wizardry Light 
folders, those four pages for the white rules, got to the table, and I got a full table of eight, and I said to them flat out, I go, listen, I know you're waiting to play 5e. Uh, your GM uh, didn't make it to the con due to weather issues. Uh, I'm what you have. I'm Eric Tenkar. I don't run 5e. I, I, don't even, uh, I don't even have the books with me at the convention. I can run Swords and Wizardry Light. I wrote these rules. It's four pages. Uh, I know the adventure. I can run it in any system. And if you don't feel comfortable with this, I understand it. You can leave. One player left. Really? Seven players. Yeah. <clears throat> seven players said the game is more playing the game is more important than the actual rule set. Handed them out. Told them what you know. Had a few questions on it. And uh, a walk. Somebody walking by goes, "Oh, do you have space?" I'm like, "Yeah, come on, sit down." So I had my eight players back. Uh, ran the game. Lost one. I lost one at intermission, uh, but gained another another passerby at intermission. So I, I ended with eight. And although I had one player who goes, I think that 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 someone saw is lying. Let me let me roll. I went. If you think they're lying, you might be lying. I can't tell you whether or not they actually are lying. Yeah. But but you know what? At the end of that session, two people immediately went to the Frog Guy booth to get more material for Swords and Wizardry, and two went back the next day. So half that table went back and was interested in old-school gaming. And I think that, for me, and I don't think 5e is a bad system, and I think 5e, no, uh, it's, it's a I own the books. Yeah. You can run it old-school. You certainly can. But I think the, o, the OSR rule sets are certainly empowering because it allows people to think without the constraints of skills and feats. You know, think out of, think out of the box, like you said earlier, and uh, old school gaming encourages that. And you can bring that mindset as a GM to almost any rule set. I'm sure, theoretically, somebody skilled enough can make 4E an old school uh, experience for somebody. Wow. All right, let's well, not go I, that yeah. far, all right, buddy? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm hypothetically you know, somebody might be that skilled. But uh you know, I just for me I like my game rule sets to be simpler so I can make the gameplay more exciting and when everything is uh confined by rules I find that frustrating as a GM. I maybe not as much as a player, but as a GM, I find that frustrating. As a player, you only need the the only rules that like, you know, are confined to your character. Yeah. But as a GM, you need to know all of them. And I don't have the fucking energy anymore. Well, it seems like the older we get, the less we want to deal with rule set and all this extra bull crap going on. We just want to play the fucking game. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I know I, whenever I'm playing any of the games we're playing, it's just like I try to figure out a way to make everything go a lot quicker and, and just not have to deal with such bullshit. With 5e, I dropped all the combat initiative bullshit with it, made it like first edition combat, just roll a d6 for sides and move it around the table. Right. And that was basically it. And I said the person who held the dice got to add whatever bonuses he had for initiative. <laughs> And that's the way it worked. As people are like, well, what about my bonus for attacking every round? Because I get that bonus if, like, we get the high score. I mean, I get the high score. I'm like, well, if you get it during your roll, awesome. If they get it during their roll, awesome. If not, then that's the breaks. And he's like, all right, then I just won't take that. There you go. Don't take that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Think back to when uh, D&D &D Next 
was uh, being informed and Monty Cook was writing it. Uh, Monty's idea was that you could have uh, uh, an AD&D 1E character next to a 3E character next to a 4E character, and then somebody can walk up and want a character from White Box, and they could all be in that same session, that same campaign, and all be balanced. I, I don't think they ever hit that, but, yeah. you know. I think Monty was going for that, but then he kind of fell down a pair of uh, a flight of stairs and realized he's not going to do that. Well, I think that he realized that the, the, the that kind of compatibility was beyond oh, we'll be, be, beyond the abilities of mere mortal man, and uh, the rule set probably would have been either disgustingly huge to accommodate all that. I mean, I don't yeah. see I don't see how you would deal to do it with the different saving throws throughout all the different editions. It'd be too difficult to even attempt to make everybody work on the same level. Right, or how, uh, you know, a white box character and a 3.5 character could ever be balanced when 3.5 just, uh, you know, they have feats and skills and prestige classes and I want to be a fighting man. Well, the, 